Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. June 8, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We got some big, exciting news to start today's show. And I think Justin's going to love it more than anybody else. Fourth head coach? Something I learned today. Indiana has successfully completed road construction. And the yeah. last, last time Indiana as a state successfully completed road construction was the year IU went to the Final Four. Way back when. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Is that Justin true? even born? Justin, I think, was born. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Uh, I, I think so, but that was the last time. Uh, we just found out that a road near the station has been successfully Man. paved, and the last time Indiana, which has been under construction since, was it the Civil War? At least. Or the 18, yeah, Civil War. Uh, last time they successfully completed any sort of construction was 2002, so it could mean good things for IU. Indiana getting their snot back together. I'm I'm liking it. This road, folks. It, it was, was it was honestly my like no win. I'm maybe a little out of shape based on how much my body jiggles on this road. <laughs> like the bumps and the downs and the potholes, and also my car showcased time and time again it's a trooper by being able to make it. It's this little what half mile long road, if that. That the one under the bridge. Yeah, they paved it, huh? They totally nice. paved. That's it. That's awesome. And, and I saw that they stripped it the other day, but they have tried to do a different little patchwork to that road forever. Oh, they've just and been think, filling, yeah. putting band aids on it for. <laughs> yeah, as and long then the as next giant. Or- but this is like a gravel path route. Like I guess there's some quarry around here or something. Not maybe not gravel, but rock. I guess there's some quarry somewhere near here because you get those big rock trucks all the time. Yeah, yeah, it takes a beating. So they'd like patch one little pothole, and then the next you know 15 ton truck would come by and boom, 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 and well, then ruin it. So finally they stripped it. I got excited, but if you ever have seen road construction in Indiana, you know not to get too excited. But they did it, Roush. They did it. It's one of those things too, Terry. That. You can, in a lot of instances, when you know, like, okay, this this is a rough patch road coming up here. Let me just get over a little bit. I can straddle it, you know, to where I'm not going to be able to hit it. You, I mean, it was like a fast and furious obstacle course oh, yeah. trying to die. There was no way around it. It was just like, all right, if I swerve, I might only hit three potholes if instead of yeah. 37. Mm-hmm. Oh, See, it was terrible. And that road needed to be paved, but you're right. I mean, that, that kind of takes the fun out of it for me, Nick, because you you know you had that pattern. You knew which way to go to avoid certain holes. Now you don't get that. Now you just got to drive straight. Oh, and it was also man. kind of the, the where it was the worst, and this obviously played a role in why the conditions weren't so good, was it, it would flood really bad. It Like the way the road goes is it's – a little valley. You, you're up, and then you go down, and then you go back up. Or if you're coming from the other way, it's the same thing. Pretty flooded when we left here the studio last week. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, and anytime it gets, anytime it rains just like furiously for 15 minutes, that 
spot will get flooded to the point if it does it for like an hour they'll close the road and then we'll have to go different ways and that's happened several times as well but they even kind of leveled it out a little bit too where I don't think it's even going to flood as badly but if you ever had any rain down there where you like couldn't see the potholes just because the water was basically like level you could at that point it was just a nightmare you could end up just there goes your tire. Seriously, yeah, and we saw it because uh, you'd see cars just pulled over to the side of the road that didn't quite make it through. But congrats to the whole state of Indiana. Oh, you a did a day it. to be proud. You paved a half mile road that should have been done about seven years. Can ago. I just say that I love how you turned that into a good things coming for Indiana or for IU analogy? It's got to be. I love it. It's got to be. I you, you got to take any piece of good news and just assume it's karma for the whole state. I'll take the optimism. Yeah, the, there you have it. And plus, you know, three head coaches. Three, three. Okay, Roush. Good morning. Morning. How are you? You're we? back from your Lexington staycation. Oh yeah, man. Could have used that bed again. What? Sleeping in your own bed, no, oh. nobody to bother you. Get a nice, have been nice. Oh, eight hours. No. I'm, I'm very you, tired. You, you mean your own bed? You mean like away sleeping from the by baby. yourself? Yeah. Wow. Like Trouble cold. in paradise. Should we talk about it? Well, it's just an ongoing fight over whether I have the fan on. Or what? Not. She's anti-fan. Oh, it's seventy-five degrees in our house, and it's just I'm just walking around with just sweating. Constant state of sweat. She needs to understand that bigger people get hotter easier. Yeah. It's. That's ridiculous. I I would, I would get up and leave instantly. Like the relationship. Nick, you should just. Take a little Duke with me because he's going to be a big guy too. He doesn't want to be in a hot house. You're going to make our baby sweat. Exactly. He's already a huge baby. Oh, that's 77. You should do what I do to my roommate. That's two degrees every time. You should do what I do do to my roommate. Just turn it down one notch at a time. See if she notices. She doesn't. Pop it and down another one. See, the thing is about this, it really conflicts internally with me because part of me is also the cheapskate who doesn't want to. Mm. Because that's my ultimate compromise. Like, hey, I'm not turning the thermostat down. I'm just putting the fan on. But, oh, it hurts my throat. I have allergies. You turn the fan on. I can't sleep with the fan on. No, it's good for you. Good for, good for, it helps the immune system. Get some dust in those lungs. Yeah, we have three fans. Well, if you count the ceiling fan, we have four fans in our room. Oh, man. We have one that was supposed to be like... Sounds like paradise. An outdoor... Like a box fan? We, we have two technically box fans. One's your traditional box fan. Another one was supposed to be like for the deck. If it gets hot, we could plug. The, it's portable sort of deal. Mm-hmm. And then we have like a little mini AC unit. Not like your traditional ones that you all may be picturing, but it's a little different than that. And then, we, of course, we have the traditional Is that the one that fan. rolls on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of looks like a little like uh, robot that'd be in Star Wars or something Those like that. Those things, uh, not as good as you would think. No, they're amazing. The, the one that we had. It's the one that I'm thinking of. It wasn't. It wasn't doing it. Oh, know? this. These things are. I've got, unbelievable. I, we had to upgrade to just straight window unit because it was not. I wow. Was, I was still sweating it out of my office. Maybe it was an older one and that stunk. But yeah. I want to see. So mine's like something. Okay. Well, you know. Good radio. Look on the picture. Oh no, we love doing this. Yeah. People can't see it. It's best. Like something like that. Oh yeah. Is that you what see, you're talking about? Except ours only had one little vent thing. Maybe that was the problem. Gotcha. That the picture you showed had multiple vents, but but like it goes, yeah, okay, interesting. I've never heard anybody that hasn't loved one of those. 
Um, it's amazing. We can like leave the rest of the house on 75, 77. And then as long as our room, we got that bad boy Ice on cold. and we close the doors. It really is. It's, <sighs> it's pretty, uh, Man. it's pretty nice, Clark. Imagine being in a house that's ice cold. <laughs> don't you have like child and Justin, don't you can weigh in on this. Don't you all have like childhood memories of going to friends' houses, basements, or maybe even your oh, own basement man. and just being 56 degrees oh, yeah. and being like, this is awesome? Yeah. The napping spot on our sectional, it's, I mean, we still have the same old couch and those cushions. There ain't much left to them in that one spot. Cause it was just, it was perfect, too perfect. You just had the one, uh, the little windows in the corner that would just give just enough light to let you know that you were still alive. That like it was still daylight outside. It's obvious why kids like summer more than adults, but I'm so far out on summer. It's the worst. I just, you know, anybody that's listened to the show knows all these things, but it's like I used to love summer as a kid, obviously. I think most kids love summer if you had, um, uh, if you were lucky enough to have a pretty good childhood. But I, I realized it's not only not being in school, it's that when you're a kid, at least my childhood, I was either by a pool all the time. So like, who cares if it's super hot out, if you're just going to go jump in an ice cold pool or two, like we were talking about, and I've got a three as well as now that I'm talking Two, you just go to somebody's basement that was freezing. So it's not like you were ever having to really be outside if you didn't want to. And then three, you'd sleep till 11 or noon and there, boom, like half of the hot, stinky, steamy day mm. is, is is already in the rearview mirror. So yeah. uh, that's probably why kids like it. But for us, it's just completely the same, except the weather sucks. <laughs> we still work, have as much free time, maybe a few more vacation days. Disagree. Suck it, Justin. Man. All this was to say that I'm just... Uh, You're toasty. A little sleepy. You sit up and you get sweaty, you know, and you just gotta. It's the worst. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can, you can. The beauty about being cold too, it naturally makes you sleepier. So, like, you know, if you freeze to death, you fall asleep before you die. They say it's actually kind of nice. I mean, oh. once like your whole body has. Right, unless you're, you know, in an icy water situation. That no, I mean, bad. you probably fall asleep there too. Then you sleep, and then you die. You would drown if you was. Well, Titanic situation. Not if you're on a door. Not on the door, on the side of the door. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Plenty of room for both. We all know that. But that's the nice thing about being cold. You just you relax and then boom. But if you're hot, you're sweating, you can't get comfortable, then you start to feel like ear sweat on the pillow, let me turn over, and then you're turning, and it's just... An... There's not enough cool sides of the pillow to go around. Uh-uh. There's just not enough to not go a hex- around. Not a hexagon. Nope. Text on into the show, 502-414-1450. We got to hear Mark Stoops talk yesterday, Roush. We did. Well, how how was that? Was we that exciting? We had a blockbuster quarterback announcement. Stoops just turned and walked away. <laughs> Asked him. They did the thing, too, where it's like Tony Neely, the sports information director, was saying, you know, just a couple more questions, a couple more. And then he did the, all right, folks. And I was like, uh, Will Levis is on campus. Uh, any on quarterbacks? And Mark was like, ah, I, I, he said it. I'm out of time. Got to go. I was like, ah, yeah. yeah. He's probably sick of answering quarterback questions every season, but Kentucky fans are sick of having quarterback questions every season. <laughs> right? So, like, you know, Mark. Goes both ways. You, you know the best way to fix this. Get a have good a good quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Like, let us have an offseason where we get excited about a dude that's coming in and not just really crossing our fingers hoping somebody <sighs> somebody can 
can win the job and and be in the top half of the SEC at the position. Wouldn't that be something? It'd be. It doesn't seem like we're really even asking all that much for that to happen. But your your boss made some. Your ex boss made some waves when he said that he thinks sixty five percent chance it'll be Will Levis, which I would take that to mean. I mean to have a percentage that high, and then the next guy, Joey Gate, would be at twenty five. That would seemingly be like an inside information statement. Yeah, I'm about 90 right now. Will Levis? Yeah. So this is not good. No, I don't think it's not good. It's I not just, good. Why, why? Why so? I mean, Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen must have just sucked this spring. If well, Will Levis, who's been on campus for like two days, and everybody's like, no doubt this dude. And, and you all were at camp. Like, this is inside info, folks. Will Levis is going to be your starting quarterback, unless something crazy happens. You wouldn't have people that are in the know, close to the program, be having these ginormous percentages unless they weren't hearing something. And Roush, I'm not going to tell you if you, you don't have to tell us what you're hearing or who you're hearing it from or anything like that. But 90%, folks, that means Will Levis is going to be the quarterback. And okay, I, I I will cross my fingers and hope for the best and wish that he's great. But my goodness gracious, for a dude to come in like that and Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen just be old news. Well, here's to to add some nuance to this. Because first and foremost, I get the like like my inside information is not based on anything any seeing any of these people throw whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I get the sense that Cohen is like these are my guys kind of guy. And I just I I think he's going to give Love is more of the benefit of the doubt. Just ba- based on people who talk to him. That's kind of the vibes he's been getting off if you will. Uh but I don't think that it's Bo Allen is going to be old news. I think Bo Allen is a okay. He's he's going to like, he still needs to mature. There's a maturation process. And I he can develop that. into something, but right now it's just eh, it's not the time. And I think in Joey Gatewood's case, part of the reason they were so happy with the way that he performed this spring is because they want it to be a legit, like they need somebody to push Will Levis. And over the last three, four years, I mean, who's pushing Terry Wilson? Gunnar Hoke? No offense, though. Like, who was pushing Peyton Manning? Who T- was pushing Andre, T. Martin? Who was pushing Andre was, Woodson? I think T. Martin was before Peyton Manning. You know, like the, the pushing thing, I don't buy into it. Will Levis has never been a starting quarterback for a season in college football. If he's not willing to be pushed by that or competing in the SEC well, or having basically like a golden ticket to the NFL if you go out there and do well, right? If you're a good SEC quarterback, you're going to get a chance at the NFL. If that's not motivation and pushing enough, then what are we even doing here? I well, get I get what you're saying. It's part I'm, of just having like two guys that are actual legit options. Okay. Like they, like they I think they feel confident enough in it, that Gatewood has the tools to like step in but there's also the side where it's like well if they were that much better than Terry Wilson couldn't they beat him out you know I know that circumstances were certainly different but uh, I, there's definitely some politics that come to any sort of decision like this where you've got the new coach coming in and he wants to make his best impression possible and if he thinks it's his guy that can do it then uh, of course, that's going to that's going to carry the day. I'm confused. Is this not exactly what we thought was going to happen? I'm pretty sure that's what Terry told me a while. I, 
You're, I mean, I don't care how long Will Levis has been there. This is exactly what we talked about well, happening. That, uh, to to that to add to that point, that's why you brought Levis in. You didn't bring him in because, like, well, we don't think he's going to be any good. We don't think he's going to be able to compete for the starting job. And when we when when he signed, we were excited about it from a depth standpoint. And mostly me going back to those arguments we'd get in about transfers and quarterbacks is just, all right, you got three guys. Please, for the love of Pete, one of them has to be able to do enough. Right. Like, you got three of them. One of them has to be able to step up. And I think to some degree, I, I do think you have last year's offense in your back pocket, worst-case scenario. Rodriguez, I think, is truly going to be one of the better running backs mm-hmm. in the SEC, maybe the best. You still have a dominant offensive line. And then now – However you want to really get Wandell the ball, that's fine. Ali, it's not like he's had to rely on deep deep passes to really get involved in an offense either. So I still think you've got last year's offense, which stunk, in your back pocket, but it was enough to get to a Gator Bowl, be competitive in an all-SEC schedule. And, uh, yeah, you wish you would have maybe won a couple more games. But all things considered, the offense was at least – pedestrian enough where you could it wasn't going to shoot you in the foot it wasn't going to maybe cost you a game but it wasn't costing you multiple multiple games I just want more Uh, like we talked about I just want to I want to go into an offseason not having to ask all these quarterback questions and wondering and having a grumpy Mark Stoops uh fans are just they're they're ready for it to be somebody I I hear all this Levis stuff and I just think to myself like all right well if that's the case then Gatewood and Bo are way in the rearview mirror not to say they can't improve, and and especially for Bo, he's really young, and uh, I'll be excited to see how he can progress into the future. But I still think that's a little head scratching to me to hear the confidence that Levis, who just got on campus, is like undoubtedly the dude. That's my two cents here on the sports. Talk yeah, radio but show. like this is, uh, but to go back to it, it's based purely on him just being Cohen's guy. <laughs> like I don't, I, you know. But it's so and Cohen looking okay. at the tape last year and being like, "So this is the passing game." Well, it's not so much the tape last year; is also whole spring. Yeah, and if but you had I that whole spring, and you still have, you still have Cohen be like, "Yeah, he's still my guy." Then it's probably like the spring didn't do too much for you, did it? And if it didn't, then ooh, we better hope Levis is that dude. Yeah, and I also. Okay, go ahead, Jesse. I was just going to say, I had the opinion the whole spring that it was never going to be one of those guys that they were just getting through until Levis could get on campus. Maybe that would have been the right approach. I mean, that's a, that. You might have even talked me into thinking that way, DJ. I mean, no, I was, no, I was excited by all the like the positive Joey Gatewood. I totally yeah. was, and I'm done. I'm not buying into coaches talking quarterbacks anymore. <laughs> and maybe I'm an idiot for going this long with it, but like I took that Joey Gatewood stuff as like, all right, Bo still has a ways to go. Understandable, the kid's young. I, I, I'm not willing, I, and I hope he sticks around. I hope he sticks around for the next two, three years. Um, We'll we'll see, but Gatewood, I was like, okay, like you got to love his size. You know he's going to be able to tuck it and run. You know Stoops is going to love that style of quarterback. And if he's making those throws, and we saw a few of those clips, we didn't see because yeah. you know they didn't have a freaking spring game, and they didn't even televise a spring game, but they were lucky enough, gracious enough to feed us scraps of some highlights. But you saw a couple nice deep throws. I was like, all right, maybe they're actually not BSing us. Maybe this is legitimate, like Joey Gatewood has taken this step forward because players do get better in off seasons. And then now it's like people that are close to the program, oh, yeah, it's Lovis. So I uh, shame on me, I suppose, for buying into it. But I just want a good quarterback. Yeah, it's not too much ass. It's not. And if, if it's Levis throwing the ball a bajillion miles an hour, that's going to be awesome. Hope one time he throws like – 
a slant and the middle linebacker jumps it, but it just nails him in the face. Yeah. Doesn't catch it. Ooh. Actually bounces off, then, then uh, Wandale grabs it, does a spin move on the safety, and then he's just gone. There also could be the uh... – is it Little Giants where the football sticks in his helmet, or is that the replacements? Oh, gosh. Little Giants, it is gets stuck to the hands, but is it the hands at the helmet? It, it's like the stick em. He gets it stuck to his jersey, and yeah. the ball like kind of goes in. But I, I forget the, where it gets stuck. I think the football in the helmet was the replacements. I think it was um, – because they did have something similar, too, where he uh, – I forget the receiver's name. I think his name is the actor's name is Orlando something, but he had the 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 jelly stuff on his hands and it slipped through and I think it hit it got stuck in the in the helmet. Gotcha. But to go back to, I do also think that there is an extent of like what is Levis even think about or what does Cohen even think about these receivers too? Because we've only heard Ollie and Robinson. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, if that's all you think you got. You have, what, 15 receivers on scholarship, 14, something like that. Obviously, some of them, you're not abandoning ship after a year or two. They're, I mean, they've recruited 10 over the last two recruiting classes. But it's like, what's 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 next for those guys? You know, I don't – just if you're not going to use them, then what the hell, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but the actual news that Stoops did give us yesterday was that Javon Bonite's been – Suspended without pay since the arrest in, I believe that was late April. There's been a lot of breaking down Stoops' comments and his tone. What do you think? So, for me, it's either two ways. It's the, hey, he's suspended without pay because this is what he has to do with the university. And maybe he'll be back. Uh, There's also a, well... Maybe he's just suspended without pay while they figure out how to not pay his buyout and get rid of him. It's kind of I, I I don't I don't know which way it could go. Hmm. But couldn't yeah. they have just like announced we're parting ways with him when the stuff kind of went down and then worked on all this stuff? I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I think that that would put the horse before the cart, Trevor Kelsey, and. Constru- like I think an ar- uh, an attorney for Bonite could argue, well, they've already decided that they're firing him with like m- maybe that just hurts their legal fight. I don't know. Could be, yeah. And, and like some people were saying that the wording of exactly you know suspended indefinitely without pay. Like I don't know. I guess there's different wording for what is coming next, but I I don't know. I, nobody seems to really know exactly what it is. Uh, I'm a little disappointed though that just you don't have a wide receiver coach for these camps well, and people finally getting able to get them so to campus and the guy that was working with the wide receivers at camp on Sunday was Cohen's guy, the uh, Scott Woodward, who was his roommate at UMass who was hired as a quality control guy. So, I don't know, maybe they just Promote him to receivers coach. If Bonet goes out, I'm just, I'm guessing here. I don't know. Isn't Scott Woodward the AD at LSU? What a hire. <laughs> I thought the, game, the guy's name was Woodward at UK. It could be. From I mean, there there is a decent chance there are multiple Scott Woodwards. Uh, is there? We have in my hotel right now, we have... Uh, guest with the exact word. same name, first and last name. Oh wow, creepy! So, uh, it is creepy. What was the name? 
I'm not going to say that. And their social security number. I mean, it's obviously number. not their real name. I mean, it's a... Why don't you give us their credit card number? It's a, it's a normal name. <laughs> John Smith. Wow. Two John Smiths. It's pretty, play. It's actually pretty close. <laughs> oh. Well. I will say there was one thing that uh, I think the, the most significant news Mark Stoops said was in referring in regards to the recruiting trail and how things are going to change now that Clink's gone. But we can go to a break and, and talk about that when we return. We'll do that. All right. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll return after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We don't know where Hayes played last year, but I'm sure he did a hell of a job. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Taco Tuesday, head on up to Salsaritas. Two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthews newly renovated. Both have outdoor seating. Salsaritas in St. Matthews covered patio seating. Huge, huge mm, covered nice patio Nice and cool. Seating. Yeah, and with like, you know, this Kentucky summer weather, spring, summer weather, I guess kind of that hybrid, is you'll just get like random dumpings of rain. Hmm. Did you see, did you get it in the South End yesterday? Sunny as could be, and then like literally just pouring buckets yesterday. And luckily wasn't caught out in it on a little WALK for the dog. But uh, mm. but then once that passed, went Glad out there. spelled it so Abe couldn't hear it. Well, don't want to get them all worked up. You know he's listening. Yeah, definitely. They don't miss a show. But uh, so if you're out like having lunch and then you start seeing dark clouds, it's all Cerritos under that covered patio. Let it rain. And let you'll it let rain. it rain chips and salsa yeah. into your gullet, and then you're going to save yourself some money as well with the Salsaritas app. And you can download it. It's easy peasy. Re- refer, recommend a friend. They will get a free entree. You'll get $10 into your account. Win, win, win. It's really easy to use as well. So download it, get some delicious Salsaritas, and check it out. Did we tease something before the break there? We did. Well, let's tease tease me up. Tease you, please you. Here is what Mark Stoops had to say. No. Um, so, over the last uh, the last time we talked to Mark Stoops, uh, this was actually at the Schwarm and Strong Golf Scramble. Uh, essentially, they had, I think they might have had a sponsor, but a lot of the assistant coaches just put up some money to foot the bill, cover all the costs, so that all the people who were playing were just putting money in the Charmin Kids College Fund. Really That's, cool. That is cool. There was probably about 100 former UK football players. It was a who's who of folks. Uh, you know, Jacob Tammy was out there. Uh, uh, one Charles Walker. Drew Barker. Nice little blast from the past. A lot of, uh, a lot of like, oh, man, haven't seen that guy in a while. Uh, out there to support uh, Charmin's family. And so... It was a real nice event out at Keen Trace Golf Club. And beforehand, Stoops was asked about adding Chris Collins and also the kind of recruiting approach they're going to take. 
And when asked, hey, are you still going to try Michigan? And the the quote here's the quote that Stoops gave. He said, you know, we're starting to make some niches in different areas ourselves and dive heavily into Tennessee and some other areas that we're starting to gain some ground. We always kind of recalibrate and refocus on that. Kling did a great job in Michigan and had some ties. But we have some other areas that we think we can focus in on. Doesn't mean that we'll give up on Michigan, but we can kind of take our focus from there and spend more time somewhere else. Hmm. So essentially he's saying, hey, Michigan was great for a little while because we had a guy that had ties there. Now that we don't have those ties anymore, we'd be kind of beating our head against a wall. But, you know, these new guys, we didn't recruit Georgia that much in the early parts of my tenure. But, hey, we got Summerall there and more Stewart's there now. And now we got Collins. We've had some success. Why can't we have some more? So, uh, TJ, I know that that you you can look at this glass half full, glass half empty. But uh, to Stoops' point, this wouldn't be the first time where they've brought new guys on staff. They've tried recruiting different areas. It's just that when they did this with Eddie Grant and Darren Henshaw, it failed miserably. They had 17 guys, and I think only three of them became significant contributors from the state of Florida. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like Game of Thrones trying to conquer Dorn. I just feel like Kentucky, for the most part, doesn't do as great. And it was a point of emphasis in the Joker era. He wanted to go kind of get the scraps from Florida, and that was a disaster. I, I, I will believe it when I see it. Yeah, well, but I think it doesn't mean they're going to Florida. I think it means. Oh, just, I thought that you were referencing. I was referencing the old that they've gotcha. they've done this before. So you don't know where what you're saying is you don't know exactly well, the, where it will be. The big one is Tennessee right now. Mm-hmm. I think some of it is they're kicking the dog while they're down. Suck it, Smokey. Uh, Which John, is nice. John Summerall has not done Tennessee primarily before because most of his connects are Alabama and Georgia. But there's a couple guys that he's been talking to. So I, I think they're trying to get in there while Tennessee's down and the ties aren't as strong as some other areas because a kid from Nashville, I think, is much more ambivalent about SEC schools. He just SEC's fine by me. You know, probably more likely an Alabama fan than anything. You know, it there's a little bit of a hodgepodge, whereas Kid in Detroit probably grows up thinking about playing at Michigan or Ohio State, you know. So it, it could be a little bit more difficult code to crack, unless you're a guy who knows the five big time schools well, knows their coaches well, and starts recruiting these kids in eighth grade, which is what he did with Justin Rogers, Bully McCall, and, and a lot of those guys he's brought down from there. Outside of the state of Kentucky, and I, I think just the. The, the blood runs a little too deep in Ohio, so I think that's a lock. I'm fine with it kind of coming and going with different states. Uh, honestly, some would say that's maybe kind of a healthy way to do it. All right, you went and you had some success at Michigan. If that well has run dry, there are other states that are also you know six, seven hours, five hours away from mm-hmm. Lexington that have really talented players. You kind of just got to get in where you fit in, I think it would apply to this situation. But it is going to be intriguing. Um I do like the idea of going to non-SEC country and promising SEC country. Right, right I think right. that's a big draw. You're right that some of those people maybe grow up picturing one, but how? I mean, we've really heard it now for two decades, but certainly over the last ten years of 
kids being like, oh, SEC football, we know that's the best. Yeah. That's an appealing draw for a lot of people. And I think it's why Kentucky had as much success as it did in Michigan. And it's why they've been able to recruit Ohio as well as they have over the, the, the whole, the, the whole Mark Stoops era. So I don't know where it, it I don't care where it is. Just keep it up. Just I, keep up the recruiting. You kind of just got to trust Stoops at this point. There is a, another thing about Ohio, too. So in those early classes, 14 to 16, so really their first three full classes, signed 28 guys from Ohio. In the last three classes, they've only signed 12. So even the emphasis in Ohio is kind of backed off. Now Vince is still getting some guys from there, uh, but most of his pool is now kids from Kentucky, getting five, six, seven guys signed. So um, it's just something to kind of keep an eye on that now that there's a new staff, they're going to be taking a slightly different approach, and I think a lot of it comes down to getting guys from Georgia, which Georgia served Rich Brooks pretty well. You know? That's a good I point. I mean, how many guys, uh, Woodyard, right? I believe, was from there as well. And and here's the, the other thing, too. So, Clink didn't get a ton of quantity, but he got high quality. And that's what you – it's kind of what you – you had a nice one-two punch there with Summerall, who was getting like three guys, but they were all four stars who were going to come in and contribute. So – that's where you've got to you've got to make up for your production in Michigan. You got to do that elsewhere. I, I don't know. You know, Stoops wasn't going to say we're giving up on Michigan. We're throwing the, in the towel. I think they're still going to try to recruit that Caldwell kid. Although I, I do get the sense that it's a long shot to maintain. Yeah, the day Clink left, a lot of people were like, "If there's one, is that be, one? It'd be him." Yeah, so yeah. easy but, come, easy go. I, I always say. But there's a big one that could. Should be on campus today. That's that Jacquez Jones. So just keep an eye out for any news in that. Hell, he could be committed before he's home. He might just stay in, might just stay in Lexington. Have his stuff shift up there. So who knows? Uh, there, there's also some more visits happening later on in the week, and I'm gonna try to get some of those out on KSR. But uh, later today, I think the other big recruiting news was from Jack and Zach out in Vegas. Yeah. Jalen Duran. Gosh, I, I, you know, going to cover that USA thing in Canada was really cool, but I never covered an event in Vegas. They never had anything in Memphis. Not that Memphis is like creme de la creme, but it sure as the hell is a lot better than, you know, North Augusta. Yeah. I will say South that. South Carolina. I think the, they got the green light because this is the first thing that they've been able to go to in forever. So it's like, it's oh, sure. You know, and Vegas flights are pretty cheap. And it's really cheap, just Vegas in general. Yeah, and hotels. I mean, they're the, I, 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 the way that they've shared with us is there's not a ton of reporters at this thing either. So Jack just spent like 15 minutes talking to Jalen Duran yesterday. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, and got a huge uh, piece of information. Yeah, uh, June the the last weekend of June, Duran's going to be on campus for an official visit to Kentucky. I'd highly recommend at some point today. Certainly, don't turn off Kentucky roll call here on Big X Sports Radio because we go seven to nine Monday through Friday. T.J. Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. But at some point, watch his highlight tapes and just. Like the dude, it, I refuse to believe he is what sixteen, seventeen years old. Oh, he's he, unbelievable. One of my friends sent me a picture, and it was kind of like the Damian Collins thing, where it's like he makes a basketball look very tiny. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a softball in his hand. He's it, just an enormous human. He's a dominant player, and I very clearly tr- trust Cal almost every year to put together a great roster heading into the next season. Like. That's why we, I wasn't really panicking in March, and then now as we look at it now, we're all feeling solid. 
And uh, we were feeling solid this time last year, but we thought that Terrence Clark and B.J. Boston were going to to, to be superstars, and and they weren't. And, and then Devin Askew was Devin Askew. So we've been wrong before, but I always kind of trust him to put together the best roster. But I, I I do want like the number one, number two player back in the fold again. Yeah, it's been it, it has been a little too long now again well Wiseman sure but like the last time you landed one was what Scal yeah but hey and they've had had plenty of great players that's why I don't get too nitpicky they've had top five dudes they've had top ten dudes but there is there's there are some times that I do think like all right go get like the most dominant player out there and just dominate everybody because you did that you did that in 10 you you know, probably not eleven, but you did it in twelve. Scal was a number one guy. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, he was. And the thing is, if you like watched him at that time too, you could see why. You don't. You don't always have to be physical at that stage, but once they started getting physical with him, it uh, it changed. But we got another Memphis Kentucky duel. This is Coach O's first against Penny. Uh, Memphis is another school that Duran's got visit set up with. Also Miami, which, I mean, let's be honest. What a joke. Oh, no, I was going to say I would love to officially visit Miami. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from a high, yeah, from a high school perspective, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to Hawaii, Yeah, Miami, wherever I can go that's a vacation. Especially Miami because that seems like plausible. Enough. Like you could – I mean, it's Jim Laranaga, I know. But you could talk yourself into like, huh, wouldn't that be nice? Be on South Beach. A lot of sights to see. Yeah, yep, yep. Which, how how's Bobby Hurley not recruiting at Arizona State? He was, kinda, kind of. And but then they it, just it, stunk? Now it's kind of stopped a little bit. And uh, maybe, he got maybe the, Joel will go change things. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Feels like it's got to be an easy place to recruit. Because it almost seems like, in any sport besides basketball or football, geography plays a huge role. Like, yeah. you know, Stanford's all, and, and Stanford's a good school too, but like, that's why they always are winning that little director's cup is because it's an awesome place to go to college for four years and yeah. get an education. So, of course, if you were like a women's tennis player, that's going to be high on your list. And, uh, yeah, you see like a lot of these baseball schools that, which I got, I got to talk about baseball. You see some of these baseball schools, and they're like, "Oh, well, oh, how are they, how are how are they good at baseball?" And it's like, "Oh, because it'd probably be an awesome place to go to college for a few years and play baseball." Like you see Santa Barbara, you never hear about them in any sport unless it's like baseball. <laughs> and I don't think they're doing anything this year in baseball, but you all know what I'm referring to. Cal, where's Fullerton? Cal State Fullerton used to be really good at baseball. They are, I think they're still pretty good, but yeah, they've won some college World Series if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's go to a break, and then I can get in this baseball rant. Do you want to put a bow on the – well, we can come back and talk more of the recruiting. Jalen Duran, at some point, watch his highlight tape. Yeah. Just like a little four-minute YouTube video, and you'll you'll see what we're talking Keontae about. Keontae George, other big name that's going to be visiting. Shooting guard from Texas to Dave Lucas is recruiting. So keep your ears low, folks. Good things coming Kentucky's way. The way Jalen Duran, like, dunks the ball sometimes is, like – it. He puts all the force in just getting the ball through the hoop, so it comes down really hard. It's like if you watch out, it might bounce back up and hit you in the face. It's like like what we do on like a Nerf goal hanging from like the kitchen cabinet, where you can like just slam it down. And it just he's a freak. He he is an absolute freak. He could go into college basketball this upcoming season and be one of the more dominant bigs. But 
great, great player. Good news that he'll be visiting UK kind of early in the process, and let's see if this new staff can work some of its magic. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Great song. Immediately think to Tuesday's gone. Party at the water tower, winding down. Not familiar. After a long night of kegging around. <sighs> Great movie. Did watch Clifford over the weekend. And? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if you saw it as a child, maybe it could hit like a little it'd be bit dangerous different. dangerous for a child to watch it because it kind of did make you think that, like, it's very physical. child has a lot of control. Like, so- if a kid just wants to be a complete, complete goon, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, you could theoretically, like, you know, do some, find some disciplinary action. But, like, still, you don't want to do that. It's your kid. So, I don't know. I didn't really like it. It was okay. You saw it from the father's perspective, not the kid, so it wasn't as funny. Well, yeah. I mean, the kid was just, he was the worst. Yeah. And it's, from my understanding, just most outlandish slapstick, like physical violence kind of comedy too right no not really no no i was thinking it was by the looks of the trailer it it had uh, acme vibes about it you know there are a few like uh, but no it's more of like you know kind of conniving behind the scenes plotting (laughs) that that sort of deal uh kid just wants to go to dinosaur world texter texted in for us to keep an eye out on what was it yellowstone national park or so one of the national parks, did that play a factor into being a big funny part? Wait, what? Oh, uh, was it a national park? Was it Yellowstone? Yeah. The I Yellowstone scene? I don't remember. Yeah, there was the scene at a park. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what they're talking about. Okay. Was it good? Was it funny? No, there, I mean, there were a few funny scenes. But overall, the movie, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I really didn't like the cut to the future part. Those were just almost, like, painful to watch and listen to. <laughs> but anyways, so I watched it. If you all have another movie recommendation, we finished Band of Brothers as well. Mm. That's amazing. Man, my wife's getting into The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, my wife is. That is a uh, dark we, show. Yeah. Very dark. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I know just kind of the... The general premise of it, the, but the, the geist of it. Yeah, I know the mm-hmm. geist. I know the geist of it. Uh, do you do you watch any? Have you been watching any of the college baseball regionals? I, like, j- I just see highlights yeah. and stuff. Yeah, the scenes. Arcan- did- Arkansas last night in Fayetteville. Oh my gosh! Did they end up winning? Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it was crazy, and it was wild, and it just made me think that well, like UK baseball is just in the 
dark ages compared to this. So I know in Arkansas's case that did we talk about NJIT on here? Where they were No. New Jersey so, Institute of Technology. So NJIT, they win their conference, like the MEAC or America East Colony, one of those. So they're in the regional and they got that they won a game. So they got to hang around for a little bit. And not really having anything else to do, they just went back to the ballpark and hung out with the fans. And uh, as Lucky put it, they were drinking beers in the stands. I don't know if they were the players were actually just partying with them up there or or what. But NJIT became like everybody in Fayetteville was like, "Oh, these guys are awesome! Like they're just they just love baseball." And so Musselman, of course, is big fans of them. They ended up, you know, hanging around another day, but they lost. And yesterday, Russ, well, our flight's not going back till tomorrow. Guess we're going to stick around and go back to the game. So they were at the game last night cheering on the Hawks. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like the, the, them and uh, who would have thought? And then Campbell, I saw a video. Uh, they, I, I think they also won Campbell, a game or Campbell's. two. And, and I think they were in Starkville, and people in Starkville started to kind of take kindly to them and enjoy them and just like, you know, oh, they just love baseball. You know, they're so happy to be here sort of deal. That they went and they thanked the fans when they were leaving. And you see these players like thanking the fans. And I guess some of the fans started giving them food because like some of the players just have like full like thing of ribs. <laughs> and then they're just saying thank you to everybody. It was uh, college baseball, really cool, but they we don't really have the same experience here in Lexington. Did you know, I found this to be pretty interesting, that an SEC team has been in the College World Series Championship 11 out of the last 12 years? That's that's wild. They've won that's six, a lot. <laughs> they've won 6 of those 11 NCAA College World Series. And then now, oh, I had the Super Regionals pull, pulled up, but let's let me go all but one Super Regional is set. You're going to have NC State versus Arkansas. That's in Fayetteville. You're going to have Texas versus South Florida. So that no SEC there. Tennessee versus LSU in Knoxville. So that's double SEC. So you know at least one SEC team will be heading to the College World Series. Vandy will host East Carolina. So Vandy will probably make two. They also kind of had to come back from behind. But um, then you'll have Ole Miss has to travel to Arizona. So that's another SEC team. And then Dallas Baptist will go. Dallas Baptist? Dallas Baptist. Not Houston Baptist. I've at least heard of Houston Baptist, which if you've never seen Houston Baptist football field, uh, you can see a CVS in the background. It's quite quite a sight to behold. They will play the winner of Old Dominion versus Virginia, so that's a non SEC there. And then Mississippi State and Notre Dame. Down in Starkville, you see Notre Dame has gold dome baseball helmets. Oh, I feel like man. I may say this every year, but th- That's, they, they look pretty sharp. They won twenty six to three the other day against Connecticut. Yeah, suck at Connecticut. God, you and then I think rounding out the super regionals, Texas Tech and Stanford will you know, play each other. So SEC will be well represented again. I'm actually surprised that it's only eleven out of the last twelve years. I mean, there's eight teams in the College World Series, right? There's not a there's not an no, SEC we're, we're, team I'm that gets ta- there every I'm, year. I'm talking about the championship. The, you the know, final they, series. You know, they like actually the play best of three in the final series. I got you. I thought you meant it. College World Series oh. as a whole. It's not good enough. 
We're talking Same. championship down the final two. Yeah, we only care about the championships. I, I was trying, We're not Dan, just trying Dan, to Dan, get there. Dan McDonald has never been there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was trying to right. help your all's argument by the SEC means more. I just wanted to make sure that there's <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that there was a team in the well, final eight every well, year. Well, I've got some bad news, Justin, because it doesn't mean more at Alabama. Hmm. Ooh. The uh, the Alabama softball team could not uh, beat Florida State last night. They went down eight nothing, clawed back, but uh, could not do enough. Lost eight to five, sending Florida State the cinnamon rolls to the college women's college World Series final against Oklahoma. It's the first time in thirty nine years that two teams lost their first games of the tournament and made it all the way out of the loser's bracket to the championship. Wow. So that's pretty cool. But Alabama, the reason why I wanted to bring them up is because Montana Fouts, who's from Grayson, Kentucky, which you pass uh, going to Huntington, West Virginia on I-64, she pitched a perfect game in the College World Series last Friday, I want to say. Had 13 strikeouts. A perfect game in the Women's College World Series is, holy cow. And I believe she's only like a freshman or a sophomore, too. So she's going to be a badass for many years to come for the Crimson Tide. That's a bummer. Not at UK. Yeah. yeah. Bring her home. But I mean, have you you've seen Alabama's campus? I've seen UK's campus. Yeah, Alabama. It'd be pretty cool. To I, go I don't away. think Alabama's campus is that cool. I mean, it's nice, super nice. They have a ton of money. Their football stadium's awesome. Their football facilities are nice. Alabama's also, I don't think, ever lost a regional in softball. I think that's correct. <laughs> yeah, like they <laughs> never. They, well, I know that they had always like, been two. They they had always been the, like the last eleven years or something. They've they'd never not made the tournament in softball. Yeah, and I think they've been in the super region since they changed the format. They've been to the super every single year. Yeah, I think that's right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they're good too. That's you know, so. Anyways, college baseball. We got like another week or we got another like two three weeks of it. And uh, just kind of sticks. Hey. Just a reminder that we are really, really far behind, and it doesn't seem like Mitch Barnhart's going to do anything to to help us take a step in the right direction. High school baseball. Uh, the Colts, mighty, mighty Colts from the sales run ruled Holy Cross last night. Suck wow. it, big money move. Take out your suck it and suck it. That's They're in baseball. the regional finals today. I, I get it. Holy Cross would just be miles behind in football and basketball, but you think baseball, they'd have a chance. <laughs> Not against the sales. St. X takes on Trinity tonight in the seventh region championship yeah, I game. Didn't see who's Ooh, St. X just like could be a big night for the roll out, call. St. X eked out another win against Manuel, and I think about Dugan and his kids because St. X I think has eliminated Manuel season in every, in every sport, sport for like seventeen years straight. And it was like a, they they played a couple baseball games this year, and I think every one of them came down to like the final pitch, and I think St. X won all of them. I'm pretty sure uh, P Diddy from the city is a pitcher for he him. is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he was pitching last night, but uh, he, he, I think he's a little younger too, but. So St. X, Trinity. Trinity's had a dream baseball season. St. X has been a much better baseball program than Trinity over the last decade yeah, and probably the last two decades. Didn't they, weren't they like a top-ranked team in the country for a little Trinity? while? Trinity? Or was it St. X? St. X, I thought they had the best year. team in the country three years ago or something. Oh, St. X, yeah. yeah. They've had some dominant teams. But, you know, baseball is very similar to basketball in the sense that, like, it just takes one bad game and you're you're done. Trinity's better than St. X this year, but, boy, it'd be pretty sweet to end their season and I think that game may be at St. X, too. They had to move it from the other fields because it was all rainy. But, you know, St. X's field's so nice they can handle it. Yeah, and also pretty crazy, Mail got upset in softball. They've won 
national championships yeah. in the recent years. Who, be, who beat them? Uh, Ballard did. They, uh, I, I know in, in Mayo's case, it was this was they had a 60-some-odd game win streak snap this year. They hadn't I, lost in yeah. like two years. I remember that. I want to say it was maybe Assumption or maybe it was Ballard. But, uh, yeah, seventh region's just loaded in sports. But I'm all right with that because if you win it, it's worth it. And I, I like I like one champion versus, you know, like having a bajillion of them. Who yeah, cares? Mail had to rob a grand slam to stop a run rule. What? <laughs> yeah. Softball's wild. Softball gets crazy. Oh, boy. All <laughs> right, let's go to a break. Hour one done. We'll get to the text. Hour two. We'll give away some tacos. Why the heck not? Yeah, we'll give away some tacos. Yeah. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Roll Radio. TJ Walker, call. Nick Roush, and Justin Kayla. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We appreciate you listening, texting on in to the show. We want to tell you about Bobby Cook Golf Academy over there in Exit 4 in Southern Indiana. They will get your golf game right, or you can get it right yourself by practicing on the virtual simulators there. Hit the range or play any course. You can pick it. It's a lot of fun. It feels like the authentic experience, and sometimes it's even better because you're going to learn a little bit more about your golf shot when you're hitting on the simulators as well. Or get lessons from Bobby Cook himself, championship golfer, 812-913-4415, or go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com. Roush, we have a lot of texts. If there's anything you feel like we need to start this hour with, fire away. Uh, Devin Booker won a basketball game last night. In other yeah. news, water still wet. Suns going to the ship. They beat the Nuggets. Yep. Pretty five. close game. Good game until the Suns kind of pulled away there late. But they get the game one win. Uh, I don't think this will be a sweep. I think the Nuggets will get a couple. But uh, good. I'm. I'm. I, I don't know how you couldn't root for the Suns right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the Clippers will beat the Jazz, but I don't know diddly about the NBA. Feels like the Suns, though. You want to do a little side bet on that? uh, Sure, I'll take the Clippers, gladly. Okay. Yeah, well, we can figure out the amount off the air. But uh, I I think the Clippers will beat the Jazz. But if the Jazz were to beat the Clippers, I'd love Jazz Suns for a spot. Donnie Mitchell versus uh, Devin Booker Booker. for a spot in the NBA Finals. Finals. That would be awesome. Mostly just to rip out the Louisville fans' hearts. You know, I mean – they don't have anything going for him. I mean, Dan McDonald still can't – he can't even win the little one anymore. <laughs> so, like, what are they cheering for except Donovan Mitchell and Lamar Jackson? You're our last hope, Obi-Wan. I mean, that's that's what they are right now. Hey, so people forget Rajon Rondo's on the Clippers. Hey, speaking of Obi-Wan, I got to thank you, Nick, because <laughs> I was horse betting last night, and there was a horse named Young Skywalker, which is what you call Terry from time to time. So I was like, let me throw some money on it. It won. 
No nice. big deal. Wow, and you don't even tell your friends about it. Uh, I caught it late. It I was like one minute till I post. I love, too, that Justin will like just bet any random track Absolutely. in America at the most odd Oh, hours. not even just America. Give me Australia, too. Yeah, because, I mean, the way you're betting LA night, Australia, yeah. Australia is probably the only place you can. Yeah, it's it's one of the only ones open anymore. <laughs> I love Twin Boys. Spires. It's so uh, fun. Everything okay, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> That's my. That's one of my favorite things to do when I'm at work and it's real slow. I'll just pull up my Twin Spires app, bet a couple races. Yeah. Why the hell not? Passes some time. Yeah. When you, when he told us one time that he won a bunch of money betting harness racing, I was like, Justin. Yeah. I, so Twin Spires <laughs> added tabs at the top now where you can filter harness or thoroughbred. Oh, so, they also have dog in some places. Oh, no. I ain't doing that. <laughs> but now, so now I filter thoroughbred and I don't bet harness racing anymore. Okay, good. Because it's horrible. You can't bet dogs on TVG. On well, Twin Spires, you could. I think at a, for a, at a time. I, well, I, I doubt it. Really, at, at a time, but I that might have been. I think Peter might have had something to say about that. Stepped in there. Yeah. Dog tracks, uh, such depressing places. Yeah, yeah, I'm good on dog tracks, but um, not even just so what was so much going on, just the people watching. <laughs> Just the people watching. Text on in five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We got a Jazz. Clips tonight, Hawks, Sixers game two. Really hope. Really kind of like Trey Young being the bad guy. Yeah. And the Sixers, like, I just hate I, the Sixers. I, honestly, I think the NBA, and, and the, it just seems like the Nets are just going to run away. Oh, with yeah. The yeah. Easy There's, championship. I mean, last tonight, they didn't even have Harden. They won by what, 30, 35? It's like 125 to 90. Imagine if it, like, again, you know, I, I get it, but like if it was the Celtics and we had 76ers, Hawks, Celtics, Bucks, and then Clippers, which is I don't really consider necessarily a super team. It's pretty much quiet at this point. But and then you you had the Jazz versus the Clippers, and then the Nuggets versus um, the Suns. Suns. That'd be awesome. It'd be like, oh wow, each team pretty much has like one mega superstar, and then they've got some good role players kind of around them or really good role players in some instances. It'd feel more like the old NBA, which I think is better than the super team. Let's have Durant, Harden, and Basically where you can pencil in one team in the finals each year. And we've been able to do that the last like 12 years of the NBA, it seems like. Yeah, pretty much. With with a few exceptions. That's why that Mavericks championship stands out to a lot of people because it was like, (gasps) that was like a standard (laughs) NBA championship. That was like when the Pistons won, you know? It's mm-hmm. like the ones who kind of build up the right way, you remember a little bit more than the ones that are just loaded with the absolute superstars. The blue-collar teams. And I shouldn't say the right way, because as long as you're winning championships, you're doing it the right way. And if you can get three or four insane players to play together and everybody kind of be happy with their money situation, then I guess you are doing it the right way. But the Nets were up 17 at the end of the first quarter. It was like, all right, well, this is no need to watch moving forward. They turned that into 24-point lead at halftime. Like, it's over. <laughs> the Nets aren't – The Nets aren't. Yeah, that's – I'd be surprised if they lost – maybe maybe they'll lose a game or two. They lost one to the Celtics, but – This is my hand up, TJ Walker, Bucks uh, heat prediction. Terrible prediction that it was going to be a great series because it's not. Yeah, I thought the Bucks defense would, would... – so, guess nobody's slowing them down. They're just going to score 130 points every game. Yeah, I was just hoping there'd be some drama, something. Maybe maybe we can still cross our fingers for that. So, remember when everybody was, like, clowning on LeBron's hairline? Have you? 
Have you heard anybody talking about KDs? Oh my gosh, this is worse, right? It's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I didn't. I thought maybe nobody clowns on KD because he didn't try oh, to hide it with a well, headband. For KD's much younger too. Or KD, they don't try to clown on him because he'll just come at you on online. Well, from his burner. Yeah. Which I'm Drew shared a DM from a burner that was really sounded like Kevin Durant. No way. Yeah. Really. What, what did it say? I mean, it was very, very. It, it, he wrote about Julius. KD had a quote about Julius Randall, and it was like, oh, Kevin Durant just wants to be Julius Randall. And it sounded like uh, the response was very burner esque. But the, the, the crown of Kevin Durant's head, it's, it's not Clyde Drexler. But I feel like shaped? I'm saying that he's getting to like, oh, when did when, like you just look up and bam, no hair there anymore. Yeah, you know, people lose hair. It happens. It's very common. Some say the best looking dudes do. Bald God. Hey, you know what? I'm going to support Durant in his baldness because we need to have better representation, TJ. Yeah, no more putting uh, well, down Clyde Drexler. Yeah, if you, I, I, I'm a, I am a friend of the bald. Community. community. I, I'm not obviously invited to the community. And that's okay. I'm fine with that. But I am a I am an ally. Silence is violence. <laughs> text into the show five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter says so. Nick's big dog guy lets him stay at his crib for a weekend, and he repays his dear old friend by calling his cats trash cats. What a guy! Also, what kind of big dog guy has three cats? What are you all into over there? Sheesh. Uh, it's Garbage was the cat's name. Thank you very much. Not Trash Cats. And he got him from a barn. Thank you very no, much. No, you did call him Trash Cats. I did? You yeah. did. Yeah. Go, I thought go you back were just and referring listen. to them being, you know, trashy, crappy. <laughs> no, he got them from a barn. They're really, they're really nice cats. I will say, you know, what kind of big dog guy has three cats? He's got two dogs. He grew up on a horse farm. He's just a big animal guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Always got critters running around. What's this next one? The the next one says instead of hashtag Anna Luckets, hashtag Anna Buckets. Wait, did I miss a letter in there? Back for a second day. I'm a member this year at Fuzzy Courses. <laughs> Covered Bridge oh. Champions Point. If you add Chariot Run, Heritage Hills, and Old Capital, that's my top five public courses. What are your top five? Uh Aircoy Golf Course number one. Um Is that a joke? Oh, it's just my favorite course I like to play because it's my home course. Yeah, I don't I don't get out that much, Keith. I can't. I don't know if I've played five public golf courses. You have. I, I bet bet a Stanley nickel on it. In this area, I don't know that it can get any better than the five Keith texted in. I really don't. All right, I'm just gonna go Louisville Metro. <laughs> Number one, Seneca. Number two, you remember this is just personal opinion here. Crescent Hill Golf Course. I was going to say you're going to say either Crescent Hill or Cherokee. Number three, Quail Chase. I'll go. Oh, hold on, now I'm getting. I'll go west east, or east west, south. It's all right. East south is just, tough. South just doesn't do it for me. East is tough, but I kind of yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where am I? At? Three there. You have four. Or no, three. no, that was three. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll get it over soon enough. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, uh, what was that one that we like? That's in like Bullock. Oh, that's not Metro. Can't use it. Sorry. Is All right, I'll go Iroquois. I'll go Iroquois. Okay. 
And five, Cherokee, obviously. Gotta 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 keep it with Cherokee. That's where a lot of folks learn how to play golf. Yeah, it's a little tight, and yeah, with a bad drive, you may end up being like three fairways over. That's okay. You should have hit it straight. Oh, I think you said Louisville Metro and and just included Louisville. Like I was expecting like, oh, you know, the Kentucky Anna area. No, just straight Louisville. No, like I'm the Yeah, the, no, that's yeah. a good that's a good call. Um I have not played all of those though. I've never What have you not played? Never played uh, Crescent Hill. What? Oh, mm-hmm. you love Crescent Hill. That's the same for me. I've never oh. played there either. I mean, you all. I like Shawnee because oh. it's wide open. If you ever want to feel like you're like halfway decent at golf, go play Crescent Hill. Okay. You start off with back-to-back par fives. Roush, if you could ever hit it straight, you'd have an eagle putt, <laughs> I bet, on, yeah. one, on one of mm-hmm. the two. Uh, I don't even hit it far, and I've had some eagle putts and haven't made them. Um Oh, it's hey. just a hoot. It's just a hoot. Friday when we Absolute play at blast. Seneca, I'm due for at least three long balls. Come on, in our scramble, maybe four. But I will say, as I'm making this list, as I'm making my list, and I'm kind of laughing at it because Keith is right, like and Justin's right. Th- those courses don't hold a candle to the 2021 Big Exports Radio Golf Cart. And the funny thing is, you'll actually pay more at those courses than you will with the golf cart. At significantly nicer courses, Chariot Run, Old mm-hmm. Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake. We obviously have talked about a few of those already today. You can play those beautiful, beautiful courses under $25 a round, cart included. Supply is running out of your Big Exports Radio golf and, cart. And man, Father's Day coming up. Go to BigExportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Uh, and, and somebody said no Charlie Vetner. I've actually not played Charlie Vetner as wild as it mm-hmm. is. And also, you know, we're getting close to considering that part of Louisville. Sorry, really far away. Deal with it. J-Town, suck it. <laughs> the Valley Station of the East End. Like, Long Run sucks, and that's really far away. No offense, Long Run. Sorry. I don't even know where the... South by, like, Valhalla. Hmm. It's not similar. Different courses. Definitely not Valhalla. A lot of times I'll show up to Valhalla and be like, I've got a 916 for long run. Just hoping they'll let me on. It was funny that the 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 golf scramble was at Keen Trace, but there's a Champions Trace that's right next to it. And <laughs> John Hale and Derek Terry, they went to the wrong they went to the wrong one. Wow. <laughs> also, we saw Darren Kennard at that thing. I mean, I just can't even he is he's real life Mongo. I don't. I don't know any other way to put it. He is just the most enormous human being, and his beard and hair are so long right now. It's kind of like uh, his real life. Who Mongo who? from Blazing Saddles, okay. uh, or uh, Rupert from Survivor? Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, except larger, larger hair, more. I mean, he is just. It's. In, I, I'm blown away just seeing this guy. It's incredible, and I can't. I can't do it justice. You just got to see him in person to be like, Good God, that's a real human. He's going to play in the NFL for many, many years. Well, that's good. Don't worry, TJ. I get where you're going with the cast iron comparison, but I definitely said way worse. One time last summer, I looked at my wife in the face and said, Damn, honey, you're a whole snack looking like a tasty sausage link right now. And what I was trying to say was she looks slim and tight like a Jimmy Dean type of sausage link. Luckily, my life was a good sport. But it's all I heard for the rest of the summer. Happy Monday, guys. Yeah, I don't get it. People just take compliments way out of line sometimes. Uh, that that's I would love to be called a tasty-looking sausage link. Well, I think if you're a man, you would. No, I mean, what's wrong with that as a girl? 
means you're probably looking a little juicy. You got a nice glisten on you. Yeah, is it sweat from <laughs> beating down on you? No, it's grease. Smell on, like gravy. It's, it's grease on the sausage link. I text her, I think your wife is lucky to have somebody so sweet saying such nice things hey, to him. You know what? If you want to get creative with your compliments, you've gotta you've gotta go. Yeah, anybody you know, can say, you know, you you age like fine wine. Honey, you're you're sweeter than sugar. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Come on. That's if, if you know it actually means something if they're getting a little weirder with their comparisons. And they can back it up. Like a cast iron skillet, seriously. An old one of those with all the fixings still. Something I'm sure Justin mm. cooks in all the time. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> don't know that I ever have, to be honest. You ever oh, use a cast iron skillet? I don't think I ever have. The you got it. You got to when you clean it. You've got to oil it afterwards. Got to keep it nice and lubricated. That's can't let it sit in water, or else it'll just rust. They're fickle, fickle pants. Titans fan, put on your earmuffs here. I don't want you to get all triggered again. Has anyone failed up better than Tannehill? Sucked at the Dolphins and then fell into play action with Derrick Henry, then AJ, then Julio. Dude is average as hell. Okay, did he fail up? Or did Adam Gase just destroy him in Miami? Because I think the Panthers are betting on Adam Gase just being a quarterback ruiner rather rather than a quarterback whisperer. Because Sam Darnold, remember he had that throw that was um, kind of like across his body that people were like, Man, if this happened with Patrick Mahomes, we'd be talking about it for weeks. It's like, yeah, well, Sam Darnold was running for his life and the Jets stunk. Like, of course, we're not going to talk about it. But maybe Darnold can have a similar resurrection where he goes to a new place and doesn't have Adam Gase shackling him with awfulness. Yeah, I I just don't really get what that like Titans fan was so mad at me for yesterday. He is just he's like an average to good NFL quarterback. He was he was 16 yards big above Big Ben to be in the top 15 passers last year. What was the? I mean, um, that's ridiculous. Remember dude. That, the, that's not great, and that's all right. Like you have good pieces around him. That's exactly what he needs. Um, I, I don't know what stats you were referring to that are going to make him look really good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people in front of him and touchdown passes thrown. Texer said it the best. He's average as hell. He had a game, and I want to pull up the stat line, in the playoffs where he only completed something like, it was like 9 of 12 passes, I want to say. Um, I mean, for 100 or some odd yards. And, and one of those was just a prayer, chucked downfield. And I will give him credit. He didn't throw a ton of picks, and that's good. That's what he needs to be doing. As long as he didn't turn the ball over, he he is he can be that average to good quarterback. And now you know you shouldn't be turning the ball over when you got those wide receivers. So you you should you should be happy. Like, I, do you wish that you had maybe eight guys instead of him? Maybe nine. Yes. But at least you know you could do worse too. You could have twenty, twenty-five guys ahead of him. I still don't think the Titans are getting past the Chiefs, but Chiefs are going so. twenty and zero according to Mahomes. In a playoff win over the Ravens, he completed seven of 14 passes for 88 yards. In the win over the Patriots, he completed eight of 15 passes for 72 yards. Hell of a quarterback. (laughs) 
I mean, that was the best passing game they lost against the Chiefs. And he actually threw it a little bit more in that AFC yeah. Championship game. 31 passes. Attempted, completed 21 of them for 209 yards, two touchdowns. That's Some would say that's too much Ryan Tannehill talk the last two days. But I, you know what, though? If you're a Kentucky fan, I could very well see how you would be a, a easy transition to being a Titans fan. Run the damn football. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Are you talking to yourself here? Maybe they played some defense a little bit better, make it a little bit more attractive. I'm starting to see. They like, got Bud Dupree. Justin, I'm seeing a little huh. glisten in Roush's eye. I know it. I'm trying to. Trying to remain calm here. <laughs> Texter says, please tell that idiot Justin to either learn how to use a microphone correctly or shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm using it correctly today, so suck it. I don't know what it is about when we're on remote that you're... I got to buy a new one. That's all there is to it. I, I am stumped. And, I, and I, I feel like sometimes when I talk to Justin about like the microphone, he takes it personally or like I'm mad. I just want you to sound good. I want to so sound don't, good. So you don't get texts like this. So it's just a normal headphone thing like we're wearing now is what you have. Um, no. It's, well, yeah, I mean, Does it yeah. have the little, like, clicky thing uh-huh. on the side? Yeah. That's the... So, yeah, that so has how, the mic. So how's it different? I don't know how it brushes up against things so much, unless Justin just has horrible posture. That must be it. It doesn't brush up against things because it's muted when I'm not talking. When I'm talking, I'm holding it in my hand. Maybe Maybe that's, don't hold it in Yeah, your hand. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's All the right, case. Just, just talk normal. We'll Sometimes try when I'm doing remote, I'll wrap it, like, around my computer like that, and that way it's just, like, kind of propped open. But, no, yeah, maybe that's the issue. Okay. I bet that's probably it, and sometimes it gets turned around, so, like, the actual microphone part is far away. I think we figured it out. We'll find out. Yeah, you just let that bad boy drop, Justin. (laughs) Let it hang out. All right, let's go to a break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. we got a lot more text to go. Short time to get there. Are we going to do what they said can't be done? It would have been cool if that song came would have been cool. So I could turn it Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. He's a lot like Trevor Kelsey. He's just a movie, TV. Oh. He just always wants to watch something. Is that a okay? Oh, that's not a stab. No, yeah, no, that's I not a stab at all. No, like oh, he's up till four a.m. Uh-huh. Sleeps until one. Enjoys the devil's lettuce. Yeah, he does not enjoy the devil's lettuce. Okay. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Appreciate you spending it with us. Text on into the show, 502-414-1450. Mm. Brought out my big baseball voice because on this date, 101 years ago, Ed Double D Roush, E Double D Roush, my grandfather's first cousin, took a nap in the outfield of a Cincinnati Reds baseball game. Center fielder maybe had a few too many the night before, and while they were arguing at home plate, he just passed out in the outfield. Umps tossed him from the game, and it became the Hall of Famer's most notable anecdote, despite winning a couple NL batting titles and uh, being on the winning side of the Black Sox scandal back in 1919. It's good to be on the winning side of that one. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be on the Shoeless Joe side. 
Yeah, just uh, searched Roush Reds. Outfielder Ed Roush thought he'd bide his time during an infield argument to take a catnap at Polo Grounds. <laughs> the uh, the talented hitter, unfortunately, had to be awakened and thus was ejected for delaying the game. You know that? <laughs> Did you say that? that he yeah, ejected? he got tossed. Yep. I didn't know he got tossed for it. That's funny. Yeah, they had a bobblehead night for him uh, uh, last year. I got one. It's pretty neat. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I see the resemblance. Yeah, he uh, he 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 also quit baseball a few times to uh, just go back to the farm. He was busy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I got it's busy summer. Hmm. I ain't got time for this. Baseball didn't play as well back in the day. I think Billy Reed would have a way to describe your grandfather's cousin's eyes. Hard. <laughs> The picture you quote tweeted to at TJ Walker Radio. It's got Z's coming. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, June 8th, 1920. That's pretty cool. Uh, one of my relatives, they were living in Louisville. That's as much as I know at this time. That's as much as I know. Oh, not, you have a not, relative that lives in Louisville? Uh, half. We're sixth, wow. seventh generation Louisvillians. And most of them lived in the actual South End. Can you believe that? Mm. Did you uh, did you see the Kentucky basketball team yesterday? No, I was working. They went to so the, the camp tour it continues. Uh, they've got to stop out at South Oldham. That's I think the closest one in the Louisville area. That's going to be Thursday. So if you're in the Louisville area, you want to send your kids. It's a fun afternoon uh, for them to just hang out with their yeah. heroes. You know, and and uh, I believe it's pretty cheap too. But the, the tour is going all across the state. Yesterday, they went to Olive Hill, uh, went to the high school of Ben Jordan, and they had some cool stuff. That they, was they cool. wore Ben Jordan uh, t-shirts. Had a big sign or... Yeah, yeah, that they, they were hung up at the school. So, very cool to kind of show out for the, the West Carter alum. That is cool. And uh, we were going to mention some things Keon Brooks said. Keon Brooks doesn't like Tennessee. Yeah, doesn't like Tennessee, doesn't like Florida. They're like, yeah, why? Let me see. So, come on, why, why, why are you, why, why are you doing like that? He's like, well, I really just don't like Tennessee. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, it's always going to be a big game. Uh, I know his stats from those games are pretty ludicrous, and if he can keep that up, then you know, throughout the season, if he can develop some consistency, then Brooks can be dangerous. He's, you know, spent a lot of time this off season working on his perimeter shot, getting better. You know, he said if the game's going to like I'm not going to let the game pass me up. The game's changing. I've got to change with it. So I know that it, it was kind of nice talking to Keon because that guy, he didn't have a great year. He had high expectations. The injury side on him for three months where he just couldn't play basketball. And from my understanding, too, it wasn't an injury that he couldn't physically do anything. You know, like he could still shoot and stuff, but it wasn't like he just – Medically, they just didn't feel comfortable him going out there and sweating his you-know-what off for 40 minutes. Right, and that... Cutting. I mean, it, it just had to be so... Like, you're telling yourself, I'm good, but they won't let you. I, I know it had to be killing him, and you could really tell that between that, all of their struggles on the court, and the fact that he was the old guy on the team, they kept bringing him out to talk to us on Zoom, and we kept asking the same old questions. Between him and Davion Mintz, I'm sure they just got sick of it. And just to see him in a in a personal setting where he's 
you can you can feel that there was a, a weight lifted off his shoulders a little bit. Where it's like, you know, now you can kind of just get back to normal and kind of hit and reset on what he thought was going to happen going into his sophomore season. Yeah, and I, I still think it's kind of a – I don't know if I'd say an ideal college basketball player, but an ideal college basketball role player. He's not going to demand touches. He's not going to be a problem in the locker room. And then he's a big that can stretch the floor, but he can also kind of block shots, and his touch around the rim has gotten better. I don't know if I know anybody that's ever missed as many layups, but I don't really think it's anything he's doing wrong. They're just not going in, but it's gotten better. He's improved, but I, I do like his shooting ability. I know the the percentage last year was underwhelming. I thought it'd be a lot better. I think Shot doesn't see, look bad, though. No, it's, like, it's a pure catch and release. I think you're going to see him do that, and uh, a lot more this upcoming season. And while teams may be focused on UK's three-point shooters, it could lead to some open shots for Keon Brooks as well, whether he wants to float or stay inside. So excited about what he'll bring to the table this season. I think for sure he's going to be your starter. I think you know him and 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 Shubway are going to be the four or five down low. Mm-hmm. It's just what surrounds them one, two, and three. I'd say Wheeler. I think you'd be crazy to think Grady ain't starting. And then you're really going to bring Ty Ty off the bench? That's going to be tough to do. Mm-hmm. And then what if Davion Mintz comes back? If Davion Mintz comes back, then you probably are having Ty Ty come off the bench. And then you're starting, what, a junior, a fifth-year senior, a fifth-year senior, a junior, and a junior? You haven't had that at UK since the Tubby days. Not even the Billy Gillespie team had those. So, Yeah, and – one 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 funny anecdote. It better be funny, I swear. <laughs> so on f- before we saw them at Etan, the team went to Fort Knox for I mean, you know, came from military families. And uh you know, they did a couple other things uh besides just kind of hosting the camp and showing around. Keon and Cal sat in on a meeting with some of the leaders over there to kind of see how their operation works. Yeah. They're on top of their P's and Q's. <laughs> just believe that. But, you know, a lot of these camps are just the guys goofing off. Um, if you were following, like, the KSR Instagram story or anything, that's where I post a lot of the kind of other videos that I'm not just going to blow up your Twitter timeline with. And, you know, you've got Jacob Toppin and Lance Ware trying to head the ball back and forth. And you've got, uh, I think, Keon and Toppin. They were trying to do the – not just the regular ball spinning on their finger, but they were trying to do the cool globe trotters. Uh, moves and always showing them, you know, like ah, you gotta you gotta dip your wrist and go around that way. That's how it's done. Well, when they were at Fort Knox, he was showing them how it was done, but he was a little rusty. The ball went flying off of his hands and right into a drill sergeant's face. Oh, <laughs> wow! That's not that's not <laughs> not somebody you want to. <laughs> you got it on video? No, no, they. Oh. That was just a story that Orlando was sharing. Gotcha. Um, but it, it was one of those things, too. Getting on the base, you got to do some hoop jumping. I don't think you're getting screened by Homeland Security by any means, but getting on the base takes a little bit of work. So they just kept it in house media for that. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I don't even really remember them going there. We would have, you know, media yeah. would have flocked to that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good, clean fun. Texter says 502 414 1450. This tweet got deleted from Twitter, but saw something like Roush after essential quality won the Belmont, and it was the Randy, Randy Marsh and the internet ec- ectoplasm. Oh, oh, yeah, the ghost. Yeah, from the internet. 
Mm-hmm. That was the picture that they included. A texter says, Justin's microphone sounds like he's talking from across the room. Like this? <laughs> it really kind of does. Oh, texter says, I'd break his legs if I was a much larger person that plays D-line. No. And they sent in that picture. I don't think you're breaking that dude's legs at all. That's so, the legacy hall, right? Yeah, so Antonio Hall's son is bigger than Antonio Hall. Antonio He's Hall was the... It's ginormous. He was, I think, the number like five player in America when he committed to Kentucky out of uh, Canton McKinley back in 99. I saw an old program at KS Office, too. The, remember the Get Your Game Face On? I've mentioned that many a times. He was on the cover of the Get Your Game Face On program. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, with Gamo. Gotcha. So. Are the lack of receivers outside of Ali and Wandell a bit concerning? Also, what's up with Drennan? To be honest, had Wandell not decided to come, he would have been pretty – we would have been pretty screwed at receiver. I read an article by Kyle Tucker, and Cohen said he wasn't confident in anyone besides Ali and Wandell to make a play for the team on the outside. Yeah, yeah. I, in Drennan's case, I think some of it's a – I think what you're looking for in Drennan, you want him to have Len Bowden's freshman year, where he gets in, catches some good balls, and it sets a foundation for mm-hmm. to where he can be a consistent threat once Wandell leaves next year. I think that's the trajectory you're looking for. Because I think some of it was, in high school, he was just a better athlete than everybody. Well, I think that a big thing for Lynn was being able to – get some confidence from special teams plays and, and allow yeah. that to kind of carry on over to the offense because you it I don't know. I, I'm sure that there were plays before this, guarantee that there was, but it almost seems like UK football fans really kind of got to know Lynn Bowden after that big Florida touchdown. And that well, you know, that was kind of early on into his career, or at least his career as a playmaker Ooh. as a UK. But it just seemed like his he started being a better pass catcher the more and more he started doing in special teams. And maybe the correlation there is he just was getting better as a football player. So it was translating both ways. But I think that can build a player's confidence, being yeah. able to just have some success. Who cares what area Just it being is. on the field and getting your place. And you doing know? the things you want to do and seeing it happen the way you want. And then when you get out there to go catch passes, you can do it. But you kind of gave me a look that like this texts are spot on, that there are some serious concerns outside of Wandell and Josh. So Cummings just ain't where we want him to be is is I what about I don't know is Tay Tay Krooms just there's, not even so there's a lot of different ways to what's go going with, on this? with these Louisville guys some of it could be that Liam Cohen is used to working with NFL wide receivers so he set the bar way too high okay some of it could be that Seems silly he just doesn't like receivers that were built the way that Kentucky receivers were built where it's like let's get some big guys out there where he just wants speed. Well, you have a lot of speed. Like Drennan and Tay-Tay. And Other parts. Yes, Tay-Tay's kind of It's big. just, I think, from a consistency standpoint, where, I mean, DeMarcus Harris last year. Dude showed a lot of the physical tools to be a decent receiver, but then would just drop passes. And I think maybe that's the case with a lot of these guys, where they check two out of the three boxes, but Ali and Wondell are the only guys that check all three. Because I think... You know, even Isaiah Epps, who I, I think he's a big checks two out of the three boxes because I don't think he's consistent enough at the point of attack. But he's shown that he has the juice to get loose deep. And 
I don't think you're going to hear a coach say I'm confident in his receivers until those guys can check all three boxes of has the athletic ability, is savvy enough to to break off a route and get open, and catches the ball when it's put on him. And probably a fourth that UK fans don't love to mention, but it's one thousand percent true: is you got to be able to block. If you're not, if you if you can't, if you can't go put your hands into somebody else's chest, then your Kentucky's offense probably ain't the right spot for you. And you know what? If we don't see a lot out of Cummings, I'm going to have a relatively short leash, fair or not fair, I don't care. But because I, I I just think so highly of Christian Lewis, so many people think highly of Chauncey Magwood. Okay, if those other older guys aren't ready to go, then I'm willing to do baptism by fire for some of these younger guys because I think their future is really, really bright, and I think they could probably go out there and make some plays this upcoming season. So, all right, that's a little discouraging to hear. Uh, I would say that at least in Cummings' case, and, you know, I don't know how willing he'd be up to, but if it didn't work out at receiver, he could go go to to tight end. end. Yeah. Yeah. He's big enough for it. He was at Keontae's announcement. That dude got huge over the last year. Also, some of the – I just ran into a couple of the uh, guys that were freshmen last year. Not all of them, but at, at KS Bar afterwards, I was like, guys, I'm just going to say this right now, my bad, because I cover you all, but I've, I'm so bad with faces after we did a Zoom year. And, you know, introduced myself in person to Drew Phillips, Ernest Sanders, another athletic receiver we hadn't heard of in a while, and Lavelle Wright, who Cohen was a big fan of in the spring. He's got the look to him. And I just – something to keep in your tickler file. Jatan McClain doing a lot this year. Okay. Well, like, like, I, I don't like think re- that's that hot of a take. But, like, split out catching passes. Like, maybe he's the okay. the guy that's not People Wondell or Ollie. love them some McClain. They uh, do. I, mean, I haven't heard anything in the last, since really the middle of the spring. But McClain – has always been raved about uh, since he's even been in the program. People just think that dude's going to be something special. A uh, um, little bit of breaking news. Not mm. really, but we didn't mention this, and I'm just now seeing it was posted at 1.23 a.m. But uh, Pete Thamel, Yahoo Sports, saying that the early favorite, and you're going to hear more about this this month, for the college football playoff model, looks like it's going to get tweaked 12 teams is what most people have kind of set their sights on. Twelve so team eight college with football. Four, five, eight with four buys. Eight, eight teams in the first round, and then four buys, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Because that's the NFL playoff model. What it previously was, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Play the first round games at home stadiums. Source says the reason you go to twelve is because you can develop the road of least resistance towards a good result. What? I think that just means like your final four, you, you're going to have the best, the best four, four teams. Yeah. yeah. The you could say that about really d- any number. Are they still going to? Don't you just get rid of conference championship games at this point? I don't know. Haven't read the article. But I mean, hey, Justin, if you go down that you road, good, you good reader, buddy. Uh, sometimes. Why don't you read that Pete Thamel article while we do that, and you can just kind of summarize it for us. Okay. Okay. Because we got a lot of text to get to. 
But I think there's some juicy stuff in there. I think it says like what they'll do with conferences and stuff like that. The baseball program, it's Pete Thamel's Twitter page, by the way. The baseball program needs to find a way to get students more involved with the stadium moving forward. Back when they played at the cliff, students would literally bring their own coolers in the outfield deck, absolutely getting plastered with cars parked in the back parking lot. No cops even tried to cite the underage drinkers. With the new stadium, there's nowhere for students to even tailgate. Like the cliff, alongside the team being horrendous, this factor with the strict alcohol rules, the involvement for students isn't there for baseball program. Just seeing how lit other stadiums are getting around the programs always shows how far we are away from competency. Uh, totally agree. So just don't, if you're a student, just don't go to the game. And I would recommend that if you're not happy with the baseball program, then support it when you are happy with it. I mean, they've had one game that had a, a good crowd and it was the first one there. Yeah, at the new stadium? Yeah. No, and that wasn't even all that great of a crowd. No. But, yeah. Uh, and then, like, you think back to the Super Regional, and you think back when that was at, at L, but UK fans showed up in a big way to the point L had to try to hide tickets at 3 in the morning, but neither here nor there, I suppose. Uh, but that Regional that they held when they beat NC State, that was awesome. That was a great atmosphere. You didn't really care if they had alcohol or not. I'm sure some people snuck it in, but that was at the old stadium. That was the one on campus that students could just roll over and, and make it to to the stadium. Yeah, baseball program just it, it doesn't seem like anything's gonna be changed. So another year wasted, I suppose. Are players not a fan of Mingione because he's not relatable in terms of him being a complete cornball, or do they just not like him as a good head coach? Pretty pointless text because I'm sure you all may not know the answer to that question. But to be close to last in recruiting with the million dollar renovation and facilities is a complete joke in all seriousness. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly why they don't like him. What I what I was told even before this season was that just if you're one of his favorites, life is really good for you in the baseball program. But if he's kind of put you on his whatever list, then you you're it's not a place you really want to be. You're That's not what I heard. You're not but, getting out of it, kind yeah, of deal either. Like, there's nothing you can do. Right. You can't play well. You can't change an at. You know, it's. And I don't know. I don't know how true that is. Players sometimes that you get players that transfer all the time. Does it always mean the coach is terrible? No, not necessarily. But it seems like a big number at UK, and it seems like it's been kind of bleeding out for a little bit. And, and you're past the point of like, well, he's got to get his players in there because the players these should be your players. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely your players. So why why is the relationship breaking once they're on campus? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Y'all really broke my heart, says the texter, saying you don't like friends. Like, come on, you got to at least watch for the absolute smoke show who is Jennifer Aniston. That being said, I'd love to hear you all's top three to five celebrity crushes. I apologize if you all have been asked this before. Celebrity crushes. Jennifer Aniston's got to be on all of our list, right? No. What? Why? She's in her 50s and looks like she's 20 still. Okay, my I'm gosh. 30 years old. I'm not overly attracted to 52-year-olds. I mean, she is great looking. Good for her. She's very talented. Haven't hit your cougar face, huh? But she's not 50. It always go in waves. Uh, Jessica Alba. I'm hitting my soccer mom face. Was uh, an OG. Big fan of hers back in the day. I think Jessica Biel, too. Yes, the Jessicas. Mm Mm-hmm. Got a lot of the, oh, and Simpson. Those oh those were big three Jessicas. All around the same time. Yeah, too. I mean, just they couldn't get enough of them. No, could not get enough of them back in the early aughts. Celebrity crushes. Uh, well, easy one for me. Going blast from the past here, but I think you probably know who I'm going to say. Sophie Turner. Yeah, yeah. I was a total, total babe. Big fan of Anna Kendrick too. 
Well, yeah. yeah. Banging the cups and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talented. Yeah, so we, I think we rattled off some good ones yeah. there for Jennifer you. Lawrence, too. Wolf of Gal. Yeah, but, like, take it easy on... Yeah, yeah you do whatever what the, you want, Jennifer Lawrence. The Cardinal stuff? No, no, but, like, she, she is... I mean, she... In all... my opinion... All right, in my opinion... Okay. I'm nothing more than a stupid boy. Yep. She seems naturally super, super pretty. Like... Don't do a ton of weird stuff. Oh, she goes over the. Is that what you're saying? She goes, yeah, and she tries and, little... and I feel like she doesn't do it often. I was just worried there. For, I haven't really. Yeah, I haven't even seen her in forever. Man. I was a little worried that she was kind of going to go like the Lady Gaga route, but but I don't think she is. I was watching. Uh, By the way, Lady Gaga, she is also like <laughs> naturally yeah. beautiful. Right, right. I was watching a Survivor. We, we finished another season last night. And it was Danny versus Stephanie, like season eleven or something, and. My God, when they went to the finale and put on all their makeup, it was like, gross, take it off. Like, why are you trying yeah, so get, hard? Get you back to so the hairy much, armpits, bro. Yeah, it's so girl. much prettier back then. You get so attracted to the girls, how they are on the island. Then you see them in real life, and it's like, ugh. I do. It's like, like, oh, there are sometimes. It's just like. But, like, oh. you don't need all that, like, like three different layers of lipstick and, like, the line around it. Like, you're just, it's way too much. That's such, and a, this true, is, that's a, such a true statement. It even goes for guys, too, where it's like, oh. God, why'd you why'd you cut your hair? Why'd you shave? shave? Your beard. Yeah, you yeah. Look, you look, how, how'd that face, buddy? You look like a huge idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do agree. Sometimes those reunion shows, you don't even they they look completely different. The one the one thing about Jennifer Lawrence, quickly, she married a normal looking forty year old dude, and it's like, oh, so average Joe's like they've got a shot, you know? Come on, we can do it. Yeah, Justin, one day, maybe even you. Look at me go. Oh, uh, you know who I always thought was just the bomb.com? Mila Kunis. Yes. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good one. It's the voice. Sp- for, her voice for me. Is Forget what it, her and Forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, what a great movie. She was her on- and Sarah Marshall. Hey, speaking of like normal guy. That was, yeah. Because yeah. like Adam Sandler... In his movies, he always gets the the girl who's way too like you just can't even see it in real life. At least in Jason Siegel's case, girls like tall guys; they like funny guys. Adam Sandler, like, sorry, not falling for that. Adam Sandler's funny, very. When he just goes swabbity do, <laughs> so that's so a, wacky. That's just what shows turns up you random, on, Modern Family Mom. <laughs> he just shows up to basketball courts wearing polo shirts. <laughs> Plays no, plays no defense. It's super baggy clothes. Yeah. He's not gotten out of 1996. A texter says, Gatewood starts the first two games. After that, it's anybody's guess as who's the starting QB. Uh, I, that does not sound like something that you would want to do. Uh, whoever's starting that first game is starting against Missouri, and you better bet your sweet butt, unless they go out there and they just look absolutely dreadful. Don't you agree with that? You can't start one person against Central Michigan and then start somebody else against Against Mizzou. Monroe. Louisiana Monroe. He did that yesterday, too. Central Michigan was last year's first game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, it's Louisiana Monroe the first game? Mm-hmm. Terry Bowden <laughs> and Rich Rod. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Uh, the Bear was recently saying he he's picking the under one and a half for Louisiana Monroe because they're gonna they're that bad. Yeah. Always thought UK was playing crappy Central Michigan. Yeah. Really? Well, suck it, Louisiana Monroe. Either way, Kentucky's going to win. But – you want to build some consistency in that offense in the first month of the season. Because if you take care of Missouri, it's kind of light work. 
So I don't. I don't I'm you can kind of exhale there for a little bit yeah. and work through what mistakes you you saw in that game that you didn't love. Now, if Gatewood does win out and he goes out against Missouri and throws in a clunker, then yes, I could agree with this Texas sentiment. But another texture says, I didn't buy into the Gatewood hype over the spring. Guys entering his fourth year of college. No way he made that much improvement after working out with Cohen for a few weeks. Yeah, that's a fair point. Very. But we only got to see him really in that Georgia game for the most part. It's like, how how do we know? How, how, how much can you judge, right? Yeah, like how do we know that he didn't take some big steps forward? I mean, people get better, and when you get better, it's generally during the offseason because when the season's going on, like outside of that Georgia game that he actually got to play in, and the offense was so bad. That Georgia game was frustrating, but it was one of the best defenses in the country. Outside of that Georgia game, he threw nine passes on the year, which is, uh, I think, Bo Allen threw like seven or something. You know, we didn't get to see much mm-hmm. right now, right, but right. part of the issue is what we did get to see was not great. And also, could you not beat out Terry Wilson? Is that also? A red flag, but people should get better throughout an off season. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, the the whole quarterback thing, I'm a little nervous about. But give me today to digest, and I'll see how I'm feeling in the morning. Uh, okay. A texture has some clarity in our replacements, little Giants talk. In the replacement, uh, I almost bit my tongue there. In the replacements, wide receiver Clifford Franklin drops a ball. Then head coach Gene Hackman uses stickum on his hands. Clifford's hands get stuck to his jersey. His the hands themselves, his helmet, and then ultimately the ball. Because he has a, a a joke about, looks like I did something. Yeah, I, I remember that. The Little Giants, they have the catch mm. with the face mask and the stickum, So they do both in that movie. I remembered the face That's mask and Little Giants, but okay. I did think it was stickum related. So, Mook, thank you for the clarification. And always, also, always correcting us. Suck it, Mook. And the Cougs. Texture says, Boardwalk Empire. Do it. Already done it. Later seasons were horrible, but old, I mean, that show was really, really good. I shouldn't say horrible. Like the Florida stuff, yeah. But besides that, first few seasons, Boardwalk Empire, really, really good. Texter says, so yesterday I found out I went to high school with a famous rapper, East G. Just a little fun fact for you. Shout shout out St. X class of 2012, baby. Is he actually famous? I don't know. I've never heard of him. Sure, they're not great. Looks like he is. Oh, an actual rapper. I, SoundCloud, uh, <laughs> YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Okay. Oh, he's legit. Yeah, looks legit. ESTG. So like Eastern Standard Time. G. E. <laughs> what a name. John here. Good morning, you all. Okay, are the Nets just that darn good? I believe so. All right, guys. What are some movie shows that the title plot was horrible? Oh. But you still watched it and it was good? What? Like what what had a terrible title or plot that you just weren't going to get into and it ended up being a pretty good movie. Man, that's tough to think about. We'll think about that one tonight. That's putting us on the spot there, John. Yeah, we'll work on it. Hey, guys, it's your plumber buddy. Roush, you're a bad influence. I told my supervisor this morning to pull out a suck it and suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you still got the sewer job. Yeah, yeah. Or the plumber job. Robert, what do you mean the bald community needs KD? You had LeBron before he got plugs, and you have Michael Jordan. What better representation do you guys need? Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. First off, Michael Jordan did the the, the razor. It's a little bit different. I'm talking 
male pattern baldness community. You need to see that it's okay. Okay to be bald. Dexter says, LOL, no Charlie Vetners. KRC officially a clown show. I, I can't put a course on there. I haven't been to, buddy. Okay? Not sure what you want me TJ's, to do. TJ's too busy going to country clubs. There's some truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, oh, on three sports, they have an official announcement on Monday. Oh. Where they're, they're welcoming a news-breaking monster into the family. Ooh. I saw that they followed you. Oh. Somebody was saying it was the same group that like had bought KSR. Is that true? I don't think so. Okay. Everybody watch out for Nick Roush's next move. Maybe I'm a moose-breaking monster. <laughs> well, unless the news is bad jokes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we have the worst joke teller in all of college football reporting. All right, he's gonna. You're gonna be our tease director. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody have a good Tuesday. We will see you on Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, we'll give the we'll announce the Salsaritas winner tomorrow because we don't have one. Everybody have a good day. Enjoy the games.